Hello, Just Go Bike listeners. This is Kyle Munson, a lifelong bicyclist and journalist and one of the characters on this freewheeling podcast team. Before we start this week's episode, I need to pause for a minute for a necessary and somber preamble. You know by now that this podcast is dedicated to the everyday bicyclist, and we're focused on the social side of cycling just for the fun of it. But we do embrace the entire bicycle culture, bike laws, endurance athletes, everything. So in preparing this week's episode, we were saddened to hear of the death of British bicyclist Mike Hall. He was killed March 31st in Australia. He was racing in the Indian Pacific Wheel Race when he was struck by a car outside of Canberra. He was just 35 years old. In his short life, Mike became a bicycling star on the endurance racing circuit. He emerged in 2011 from among the pack in the Tour Divide race through the Rocky Mountains, churning through the 2,745 miles in just over 19 days to finish 11th despite a knee injury. Five years later, he set a new record and finished it in less than two weeks. You might recognize Mike from the film Inspired to Ride, which chronicles his first time on the cross-country Trans Am race. He found that his own self-supported race across Europe. He biked around the world in an astonishing 91 days. So we mourn Mike as fellow bicyclists and for his incredible accomplishments. But also because this podcast cannot exist unless all of us share the roads and look out for each other. You know, as a journalist, I've told the stories of families who have lost loved ones who have been hit and killed on their bikes. These weren't endurance athletes, just everyday people trying to enjoy the life on two wheels that this podcast celebrates. So when I heard about Mike, I thought about them. I thought about my own childhood spent riding on the gravel roads of rural America. Probably lucky that I didn't get hit by a passing pickup truck and swallowed in a cloud of dust. Or I think about Sarah Cooper, another endurance bicyclist whom we interviewed in last week's episode. She bikes every day on the back roads of Iowa to train for this year's Race Across America. So all we're trying to do this week is pay tribute to Mike as a hero on two wheels and to remind everybody out there to be safe, to share the road, to keep an eye out for all of us who love to just go bike. Okay. Preamble over. TJ and Mark, take it away. You're listening to the Just Go Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz with Ragbri. And this is the podcast where we talk about bikes, but, you know, not the typical bikes that you might hear on other podcasts. We're talking about the fun of cycling, the social side of cycling. There's some tales from the Ragbri Nation, but also just some things, anything that's having to do with fun and biking. And some of the stuff we're going to get in today is absolute fun on the bike. This is episode number 12. I'm over here in Iowa City. Uh, You're over there in uh, Des Moines. Uh, We're doing this remotely for one time. So... What's happening over in Des Moines? Anything big coming up? April 1 was a big, big day for us, uh, Rag Ride Deadline. But April 8th, there's actually going to be a rave on the Great Western Trail. Can you believe that? 
Uh, TJ, I'm not sure. Do you go to a lot of raves? <laughs> not since my high school days, perhaps. But um, <laughs> this rave is a little bit different. Um, the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation is going to put on a rave, which is basically the random act of volunteering for the Earth. So I think it's centering around Earth Day, just doing some trail cleanup, you know, just some some good stuff happening. I think there's a little gathering at the coming tap as well. So if you're in the area and on April 18th, I think it's from 6 to 730 just get involved with a little trail cleanup. So that's one of the fun things that are happening. And the other one that we're starting to talk about a little bit on Wednesday, April 26th, somewhere in the downtown Des Moines area, we're just going to have a Just Go Bike meetup. And um, we've got a few listeners out there that have been sharing some some thoughts about the podcast. So we just kind of want to meet them face-to-face, maybe go for a little spin, maybe a 10 to 12, 15-mile bike ride, make it real easy for everyone, maybe just get together and just chat, chat about bikes. That sounds like a great idea. I know uh, I know it's easy. Hopefully this time of year that the weather starts to break and, and now it's time to go ride, huh? Yeah. What else is on the uh, springtime agenda? Anything else coming up pretty neat around the state? I had one that I'm looking at, and tell me what you think, because I think this sounds fun. One of our mutual friends called me up, Dan <laughs> Schaefer. That rings um, a bell, perhaps. Shafe has now moved on from the State Patrol, and he is the chief of police in Denison, Iowa. I've heard of that town. And yeah, he said, why don't you come over to Denison and do the Manila Madness ride? Uh, and so, I, yeah, I looked this up, and, you know, Madness, I'm down. Um, May 6th, hmm. this starts in Denison. There is a 28-mile option and a 48-mile option. It's I think it's 15 bucks. It's not it's not expensive. 25 if you want a t-shirt. Mm. But May 6th in Denison, I'm like, you know, Shafe, um, May 5th would be Cinco de Mayo. And he, he mm. said, I can I can get you some of the best Cinco de Mayo food that you're gonna find in Iowa yeah. right here in Denison. Yeah. You know, he's chief of police, too, so he could probably get us out of jail if we got in trouble. <laughs> we would never need that, Mark. No, no, no. Never, never. Kittens. Yeah. I mean, that one sounds pretty interesting. Manila I, Madness. And I, I'm yeah. a, I'm going to guess that one of the rides goes out to Manila, Iowa. Is that yeah. probably the great think, assumption there? I think that's the turnaround point. Okay. So I think that's uh, that's the goal there. Yeah. And I'm, I know the terrain in that area. And I am guessing that it is not a flat ride. Is that pretty accurate? You know, yeah, I've ridden over there once or twice, and I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I don't think it's going to be flat at all. I think it's going to have some rolling hills, and you know, a little early hill training wouldn't hurt anybody, would it? No, not at all, not at all. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I had a conversation this week with a couple of guys that know a little bit about hill climbing and all that, and also about putting some gear on their bike and climbing hills. So, have you ever heard of the Bad Boys, Mark? Heard them, seen them. Uh, I think the rumors are true with that group. <laughs> well, some they've they've lived a little bit. I know our good friend Bill over there, one of the bad boys, has lived in Colorado for many many years, and and Mike spent a little bit of time over there. So Bill and Mike came on two of the original bad boys that really started this thing up about thirty years ago. Um, not only have they've done Ragbri, but they've also done a, you know epic events like Ride the Rockies and Triple Bypass carrying either a cooler 
a barbecue grill, uh, a full liquor bar, you know, lawn chairs, you name it. They've carried these things on their bikes 30 years on Ragbri. You've seen them before out there, the bad boys. And they're going to talk about just some of the fun and debauchery they've had on, on Ragbri and other events throughout the throughout the country, actually throughout the world. And um, just had some, some interesting chats with them. So that's going to be on this edition of the Just Go Bike podcast. Now, you're really telling me they pull all that stuff in the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> I can see it in Iowa, but the mountains, yeah. really? Yeah. And, you know, wow. some of the stories that they said, you know, hey, how'd you get up here? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, uh, uh, we we bike, you know, I mean, just some of the stuff that they've probably heard over the years. I'm, I'm sure they could write a book or two. But, um, yeah, right. we just had some, some uh, just a good chat. And, uh, you know, we, we won't tell you exactly what they do for a living because they're they're reputable people and they're real life. <laughs> like many people on Ragbri, you know, they, they come here for a week and let it, let it all go. And um, so we just had a great chat and um, really I think you should tune in and just listen to some of the adventures of Team Bad Boy. All right well let's kick it off and get to the show. Hey this is TJ with the Just Go Bike podcast and our guests today are the original Bad Boys and when you say the word Bad Boys maybe it conjures up Oh, maybe a bad Will Smith movie, maybe the Detroit Pistons with Rodman and Lambeer. But if you're in the cycling world, you certainly know who the bad boys are. And they've been cycling for, for quite a long time, probably about 30 years. And today we have Mike and Bill with us. We are going to protect the names to protect the innocent and the not so innocent, which these guys that would apply to. Um, but they've been riding a long time. They've been good friends for a long time. So please welcome Mike and Bill to the podcast. How are you guys doing today? Hey, Mike. Doing great. Thanks, TJ. All right. Where are you calling from today, Mike? Somewhere I, somewhere close? Uh, I'm in Iowa. Okay, good. And Bill, where are you at? I'm in Denver, TJ. Thanks for having us. All right. So looking at this, I think Mike's really the only one that's really got some Iowa ties in his blood. So, Mike, you you were born in Iowa. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, my parents are both uh, grew up on farms. They're farm kids, and I was in Iowa. Um before moving to the East Coast uh, when I was younger, but all my extended family still in Iowa. Okay, so you had a little Iowa connection, and Bill, you just kind of came along for the ride. Is that right? Yeah, Mike and I went to middle school and high school together out in New York, and uh, I kind of tagged along on his Iowa connections for for reg ride purposes. <laughs> Now, I, full disclosure here, you guys went to the same high school as my wife. And when I asked my wife if, if she knew you guys, I was just praying that she said she didn't date one of you guys because that would have really, that would have really put me in a tailspin, okay? So uh, knowing, the, knowing the reputation of the bad boys, I was like, thank God, thank God that didn't happen. So, uh, and please don't tell me otherwise on this show, all right? So, um, but obviously you grew up in the in the New York area, real flat like Iowa, right? In that area, Monroe, New York, somewhere around there? Yeah, probably flat like Northeast Iowa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so how'd you get into cycling? I mean, what's, what's your, you know, I mean, not tricycle, but when, when did you really start saying, hey, you know what, this is pretty cool to ride your bike. How old were you? Where, what were you doing when you said, hey, let's, let's get on a bicycle? Why don't you tell me? Mike, you're the one that got into it kind of first and got me into it, really. Yeah, well, first I just started biking because I didn't have a, a driver's license. And then we were running cross-country and track and doing all that, and I just like being outdoors with that. So um, I just started biking more and more. And then after high school when I was in college, I used to be a bicycle messenger in Manhattan. 
hmm. for, for a couple summers. Kind of like Kevin um, Bacon there, like Quicksilver, something like that? Yeah, except I actually was doing work. Oh, and good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it was an excellent job. So, But, yeah, it was kind of like that in in New York City because, uh, you know, take the train in and then, um, then bike around all day long. So I did that. And then after that, I just was always kind of biking um, and then started touring. So somewhere along the way – did you know something fall off a truck and hit you in the head and said, "Hey, let's let's change this around a little bit"? How'd you go from mild manner ragbriar to the bad boys? Uh, you know, I, I think it kind of evolved over time. I don't really have a clear recollection, but I think there was times where we'd be on the side of the road, thirsty, wanting something to drink. Uh, so we were like, "Well, we better start carrying some stuff." So I think in '87, my second ragbri threw on a real small cooler for for a couple people, and then it just got blew up from there. Um, and then Bill can tell you more about how we started adding some other pieces to it. <laughs> so, so Bill, you were along for the adventure when Mike says, Hey, let's, let's, I'm going to strap a cooler on the back of my bike. And, and what was your thoughts at that point? In the first year I did, it was like 1988 and we had been riding uh, across the country on a bike tour, uh, from Mike was started on the West coast and I joined him in the Rocky mountains. And then we came across the Midwest to Iowa that summer and, you know, we were carrying a bunch of stuff on our black tents and touring stuff. And um, we got to the ride. It was obviously a big social thing. And we'd kind of been on the road a long time. So we were ready to have have a party, so to speak. Uh, uh, Mike put that cooler back on his bike. And and uh, a couple other folks from New York joined us. Mike's cousin was involved that year. And uh, we sort of uh, just started doing our thing and attracting some, some friends and some uh some other like-minded folks on the ride and by the end of it we had a blast it was a great it was a great ride i remember going through des moines i remember uh just uh meeting a lot of people that i still that i still know today on that ride um and then when it was over we kept on biking we were headed across illinois um to, headed to chicago to meet up with some people that we'd met on the ride that that, that july and that just running along, thinking about things, talking about how much fun it was, what should we do next year. And uh, I remember coming up with the idea, hey, maybe we get like a barbecue grill, strap that on and see how that works. You know? So that was, that was kind of the beginning of it. So I've heard of the barbecue before. So did you invent the bicycle barbecue? Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, we, we thought about it that whole year and uh, went to the hardware store like uh, the next the next June or July and started experimenting and and hammering on things and uh, and uh, that next rag bri that, that I guess it went up was that year or the following year um, we uh, we tried it out you know and uh, there were a few glitches a couple times the bike lit on fire a couple times <laughs> you know food fell on the ground you know it, it's trial and error you oh, got to you got crap. Yeah, you got to perfect your craft. Tell me about some of the, the interesting comments you've heard or questions that when people ride by you, I mean, I'm sure you've heard, you could probably write a book on little one-liners of um, stuff that people have said to you along the way. Yeah, um, you know, and just, just kind of to get to a sense of where we are now with all this, you know, we started with these coolers and grills. And since we're not looking at any pictures right now, you know, Right now, uh, the cooler I carry is, I don't know, 104 cords, like three feet wide. Our buddy Steve carries a 55-gallon drum that's a grill. Bill's got a bar that looks like, a, you know, a bookcase. Buddy Scott, he's got this big kitchen sink on the back. So it's it's quite a, a lot of gear and stuff now with everyone rolling down the road. So my favorite is just the old, is that heavy? 
Um, that that's always a good one. Um, and then um, we used to in our bike tours, we used to ride out a lot to uh, to the rag ball from wherever we were coming to. And so some years we don't ride out and we, and, or all of us do not ride out, just a couple of us or one of us. And, but that, that's kind of stuck. And so people are like, yeah, I heard you rode out from the Yukon. We're like, <laughs> uh, no, and they're like, no, I, I did. I saw pictures, uh, you know, or they ask if our bikes are made out of uh, some kind of special alloy. That's kind of like, I don't oh, know, sure. a new element on the periodic table or something, or, um, there's always different thoughts about where we're all from or what we're doing when we're not riding or that type of thing um people heard that we've been in spent half a rug ride in jail um <laughs> we've been told that we they that we got caught doing something we shouldn't so we got punished by they were going to kick us off rag ride unless we cleaned kaibos for a week oh yeah that's um, a good one. so yeah i mean it just is it's just endless i've probably for, that's i've forgotten tj a lot more than i'll ever remember <laughs> you got any good ones bill you, you get a lot of the same ones from people who think they're the first one to think of it. And, and of course, you know, you just smile and, and nod and do your best to, I mean, it's, it's, it's really odd experience. It must be like, it must be for, you know, a true real celebrity who people come up to on the street that they don't know and ask them questions. I mean, that never happens to me in my regular life, but it happens to me maybe more on, on rag bride because we've been doing it so long and we're kind of recognizable. So people will come up and just, and uh, and out of the blue, they'll, they'll think that I may have met them, but I don't remember. And, and I feel bad when that happens. But you just you just try to respond as best you can. And, and you know, people will ask. They'll look at the bar and they'll say, "Is that is that really alcohol in there?" And I, you try to, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's for real. I didn't go through all this trouble for for sugar water, you know. Or uh, people will ask, "Do you guys cook when you go down there?" And the answer to that is, "Yes, we have done that." Um, you know, what's in the, what's in the cooler. Um, yeah, that, you're, you're right, Bill. That's always a funny one. Uh, I don't think that's alcohol in that, in that bottle. I think it's water. I'm hmm. like, that would be so much lighter. <laughs> hmm. So you know, along the people, way, people, people will ride by and ask for a specific and they'll make an order. You know, I'll have, oh, a, sure. I'll have a steak. I'll have, I'll have a bloody Mary. I'll have, uh, I'll have a margarita, please. I'll have know. a steak sandwich. I'll have a, you'll get nothing Spalding. So, uh, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's come out a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> so is it kind of like, you know, the guy that brings the puppy to the park and the girl just wants to talk to the puppy and not the guys? I mean, is the bikes more the celebrity than you guys? Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. I think it's more about the idea. Now, early on, we would ride these bikes in, we'd get to the town and, you know, you couldn't get anywhere near anywhere uh, away from the bikes. People would be talking and stuff. Now kind of uh, my strategy has been the opposite. I get my bike, I lean it up and I walk away because otherwise you're going to be standing there for a while, not be able to get something to eat or drink. So we kind of, uh, have to do that. Um, take turns leaving somebody by the bikes to answer any questions. It's not like anyone's going to steal that bike, right? It's not like there's a, you know, a U-bolt or something like that, that you're locking that, that thing up. Oh no. We always say, <laughs> if you can ride it, if you can ride it, you can have it. Exactly. So people, will come by and and they'll have a variety of reactions you know i mean some people who have seen us before will will catch up and and talk about whether the bikes are anything new this year and then other folks will come along and just sort of never seen it before and kind of stare and and try to try to process take it all in like are, are you guys really doing this i wouldn't want to do that or i would want to do that or, and you get into some really fun uh, good conversations just because the bikes are kind of a, a conversation piece and 
And you get some people that don't approve, you know, you just say, well, to each their own, you know. Sure. Well, yeah. And we've had times where we've been, we've taken these rigs on Ride the Rockies and we've had people come up alongside us as we're riding up a pass saying, you can't ride those. I mean, as we're riding, <laughs> I think we were at Berthed Pass once, we had them all lined up and we were ahead of some of the people in the ride. They got up there and they're like, how'd you get the bikes up here? I'm like, well, we rode them. It took a while. Yeah. They're like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. Um, but you know, what's funny, TJ, is now anybody who's carrying anything really weird is now get associated with us. You know, you mentioned canoes. We know that guy, his name's Mark. He took the canoe like 15 years ago and people still ask us where the canoe guy is because they think anyone carrying anything crazy is on our team now. So be honest, who's got the heaviest rig out there if you had to, if you had to claim I actually can I actually can tell you that um, about two years ago we, we do this every so often when it comes up we went over one of those uh, what truck truck scales yeah um, you know for uh, near a grain elevator and we all went over individually and within four to six pounds we were all in the 396 to 402 range with bike and rider Wow so yeah and I'm guessing you guys are probably 200 or under somewhere in that ballpark or yeah so that's, you're carrying- that's- you're carrying a double your weight easy. Yeah, and, and my bike with the cooler probably changes the weight the most. Steve's with the grill probably the least. Bill's probably in the middle, you know, with that. And what kind of what kind of bikes? I mean, you start off, I mean, obviously you've got the cooler. I mean, under underneath the the cooler or the grill or the bar, I mean, what what kind of bikes are we riding here? They're mountain bikes, all of them. Um, and they're old, you know. I mean, this stuff that we put together, we did it on our own uh without much technical know-how and uh kind of homemade them and that was a lot of the fun of it really the bike i have now is an old uh, gt mountain bike i bought 25 years ago and sure. uh, been welded a couple of times but um you know i got new drive trains new wheels over the years but still rolling the rack i did uh used to use the racks that you could buy in the bike shop you know and they would in inevitably crack bust you know give give you trouble they weren't made made for that uh you know we try and strengthen them and with mixed success finally uh each of us um worked with uh you know some some garage welder or whatever to come up with something that would be a little stronger and, and crack it on there but they're all one of a kind sort of uh you know made in somebody's garage um you know racks that uh, that are either bolted on or or strapped on and uh over the years you know you end up finding out what lasts and what works and you know kind of everybody's responsible for you know number one getting to the ride number two having their stuff ready to go number three not annoying the rest of us by having breakdowns all week so so who came up with the name bad boys and what was the what was the story behind the name i thought i remembered when we were staying out in iowa those first years um mike's grandmother uh tagging us with that to some degree but there was also i think just using those words as slang for just any noun or anything that was cool or fun happening that might be like 30 year old slang but so it was like you know you wanted a beard be like hey check me one of those bad boys or you know you'd see some guy's bike and you'd be like check out that bad boy so everything was bad boy this bad boy that and i think my grand my grandma might have been calling me that since i was eight so (laughs) you know I, I'm not sure. I, I, I know she called us that also, but um, so it was just more bad boy this, bad boy that. And I think in 88, we're like, well, we've been out here for a year or two and don't have a team name. So let's come up with something. It was just Bill and I back then. I mean, I'm sure you've met some really good friends over the years. 
you know, when we were younger, initially it was, the ride was an adventure more, you know, it was, uh, we're going to do new and different things. We're going to meet new and different people. We're going to see what we can, you know, how far can we push the envelope for, for a good time, you know? And, and then as I've got older and, and we've been doing it longer and longer, it, it, it's kind of more of a, more of a reunion kind of thing of, of meeting and seeing, uh, you know, people that I've known for, for forever whether they're from iowa or from other places and what two of our two of our guys on our team met their wives on the ride okay. so yep 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 they're not riding uh, one of us is one of them scotty's still riding with us uh now and the other uh billy um, who was a roommate of mine back in the day um rode with us for a few years but they met their wives on this ride that's the best people you're ever going to want to meet you've, you've done some other rides i mean com- compared to ragbri to do a ride the Rockies or a triple bypass when you're riding as a, as as a team, uh, is the reaction com- drastically different in one of those events compared to when you come when you come home to Iowa? Yeah, we adjust and, and we have a different kind of fun maybe on on, on different kind of rides. Okay. And on ride the Rockies, first of all, the first half of the ride seems like they're scared to talk to us. I don't know why. And then the other half are kind of like, hey, I've seen you guys. I heard about you guys. The best thing that can ever happen is that when we're pulled over, some other people pull over. So it's not just like a one-line quip going by on the bike. But once we start talking to people and, and getting to know them on the side of the road, split a beer with them, um, shoot the ball, then they start looking for us all the rest of the week. They introduce us to their friends at the end of the day, and then we start getting a big group again. And that's that's what we really like. I'll, I'll go on record as saying Rag Bright for me is so much harder than Ride the Rockies. Um Ride the Rockies is a much easier ride for me. Sure, there's climbing, um, but you know you're going up, you're going down in Iowa. It's you know these this this headwind that you can get, the long hot days. Um, so it's it's more of a challenge for me with everything involved, you know, riding than otherwise to do the rag ride than it is to do the ride the Rockies. You know, there's good friends that even though you guys are making friends on the bike, we uh, they put on these events. We're good friends as well, and it's the commonality is the bike. And um, but but you can have a lot of fun off the bike too. So uh, I mean, the bike the bike is universal. You know, probably better than we know. You're lucky enough to be in the business of it, you know, and, and, and do it for a living. I mean, I've done bike tours in other countries, you know, where it's just me and a bicycle and I've met more people, different people, uh, and had, had a whole variety of experiences that if I had been, you know, traveling on the bus, I would never have had, you know, I would never have met those people. I mean, the bike is, and then you get all of us together with the gear and the, and the kind of the camaraderie and the spectacle. Uh, it just multiplies the whole effect, you know. So uh, just a couple other things. We always ask people what's their favorite kind of pie. And, you know, I'm sure there's more than just, just beer and, and steaks on the grill. So if you had uh, if you had to have just one slice of pie that you're looking forward to on Ragbri, what's that, what's that go-to pie for you? Mine's cherry, no doubt. Okay. Um, uh, oh, we had a Dutch apple pie uh, last year that was – that was pretty good. Okay, not bad. You know, you guys are welcome anytime. Thirty years, I've only been involved with it for the last fourteen or fifteen. But um, you know, the the stories and and the miles over the years, um, it, it's just great to have folks like you coming out and enjoying our state. I, obviously, Mike's from from here. Bill, you've you spend at least a year of your life in Iowa, so um, you're you're kind of an an honorary Iowan, if you will. So my goal is to do fifty rag rides if I if I can let it. That would put me. That would put me in my early seventies. I know people do rag bri at that age without a problem. So it's like, oh. you know, that, that that that's my that's probably the, my uh, 
one of my biggest uh, goals in life is to is to be able to say at the end of it that I that I made it that far. Very cool. We'd be carrying each other as gear back, and you know, if we make it that far, <laughs> we <laughs> have one bike and take turns riding it with the other guy in the back. Jeez. <laughs> well, I tell you what, folks, if you ride up against uh, the bad boys along the route, they don't bite. You know, say hello to them. You know, you can ask them what's in the cooler. I'm sure they'll share. They'll 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 have the girl yeah, going at night, and uh, so don't be afraid to stop by and say hello to the bad boys. Absolutely, best people ever anywhere on Ragbury come up and say hey to us. Well, thanks for joining us, and we've got just a, just a great time ahead on Ragbri 45 this summer, so so make sure we see you this summer. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to it. Thanks, DJ. So we are back with another edition of the Bike Calendar with Scott Sumter from Bike Iowa. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing great. Nice rainy day. <laughs> so we're here at the Rasmussen Bike Shop in the, in the fit room. We're going to get a, a bike fit as we do this. No, just kidding. <laughs> Now, you guys just had a race. You had the gents race. Actually, it turned into a ride for a lot, but it was, it was just fun. 61.5 miles. We started at Slater at Nighthawk. And uh, people start in staggered time, so the slower teams start like 8 a.m. I love this format. Every two minutes, another team fires off, and you just keep on going. You sh- I should tell you about the the ranking of the folks. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so people sign up. We got like a Google spreadsheet, and they sign up through this form. And we shut this registration down, and like five of us guys get together with a couple pizzas and a case of beer, and we sit there and we rank. I'm picturing like this giant draft board of just like, mm, okay, so you have a bike in your profile photo, that's plus five points. Is it, is cycle in your handle? Okay, that's three more points. You're you're not far off. That that's so close. I had uh, I had a laptop and I I had Google cast it out to my big screen TV, so we're all watching it, and we had five guys editing the same spreadsheet so we decided to refresh it and constantly and we got it down about awesome. three hours and there wasn't necessarily an entry fee per se right but there was donations right correct correct so um, how'd that end up going what'd you guys end up, end up giving so we gave uh, we gave to the uh, west des moines furry friends refuge animal refuge and so it was 15 dollars per person um they've got a big donation list that you can either so so we had a easy a pickup and a half of uh, cat food dog food so that's good we give the animal rescue league last year so we kind of we've got a purpose um a friend of ours so we, we give to the give to the animals every year for uh for the charity so about five thousand dollars worth of stuff to them and and they were static so also this weekend was the uh travel tourism conference up in perry iowa which is a kind of local bike mecca so what's the trail that goes up there that, that has kind of helped that town so when they grow? opened up the north loop of the raccoon river trail that's when perry really touched you know this big loop this big central iowa trails network and now they're even working on that extra nine mile stretch between perry and the high trestle trail so as it exists it's already uh what if you start in waukee iowa it's like a 72 mile loop if you go all the way around it is it is and it'll add add to the the extra nine miles and plus the length of the high trussel, it adds like another 118 mile loop. That actually adds multiple loops. They were showing maps up there. And um, I know I posted social media on that, of that map and real popular people like to think, we talked a little bit earlier about how popular loops are versus an out and back. And I think that's really gonna turn turn Perry and the, and the rest of those towns along both trails. Uh, and it looks like they had quoted almost $15 per person that per cyclist essentially on this route and it drew almost 300 to 400,000 people is that is that yeah, right annually yeah i mean it all averages out to to that and that's some pretty substantial dollars 
how does this affect, was there any owners that business owners that said how this affected their businesses have being on the bike trail, different stuff like that? There was a lady who there who was going to buy a restaurant and they got in the discussion of Baikun ride and Andy and a couple other business owners were like, Oh yeah, this is, I mean, you get slammed for, you know, the day on this, but it's so well worth it to be planned for it and know what's coming. I mean, oh, thousands sure. of cyclists come to the sure. door. Um, so speaking of, of, of all those rides, what do we got coming up this month? I know we got a, we're kind of on the eve of the, the massive influx of cycling events coming in May. But for April, we got a few really good ones, it sounds like. Um, you're getting a lot of the week, weekly rides getting inspired up. So one of the first, uh, it'll be the first bicycle night at the Triangle Tap, which is they do an $8 pork chop dinner, a bunch of uh, specials on tall boys, craft beers, um, they've expanded their patio and they got a ton of bike parking there. But, uh, so the Saturday, April 8th is a ride called Dames, Dudes and Donuts. It's, <laughs> it's part of the Rails of Trails opening day. Um, the Rails of Trails Conservancy, it's, it's a nationwide celebration and Bike World and Des Moines Cycle Club, they are going to celebrate the day when just, uh, hosting a casual ride from Waukee to Minburn. To Minburn. And then, uh, like I say, we just talked about that and back again. It starts at 9 a.m. Everybody's welcome. It's free, no registration, but uh, they do get free donuts. Nice. Nice. Not pie, but donuts. <laughs> I, I think we can accept that on yep. the show. Yep. Especially um, if they're jelly-filled. That kind of <laughs> extra points. I put the word out for that one. Also Saturday, April 8th, it's Mr. Porkchop's fifth annual Thaw Ride. And it's kind of a spring party ride at the North Kasuth Golf Club in Bancroft. Cool. Where Paul was from, Matt will be out there, the son of Mr. Porkchop, Pork who's, yeah. who's running the show now. We talked to him earlier this year. I think he was on one of the first episodes of this show, and it was probably one of the best interviews so far. It's just been, it was really interesting to talk to him and talk about carrying on his dad's legacy, how he's going to go about it, and the changes he's going to make while still respecting what his dad did. Really, really cool. And they, they do a good, a great job at Mr. Porkchop along mm -hmm. Ragbrae. We got to spend some time with him last year. All proceeds go to the city of Bancroft's first responders. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Sunday, April 9th, our team puts on a little, uh, it's a single speed championship race. It's on, we call it the old trash heap. It's a single speed mountain bike race. It's, it's real hilly over in that area. But any, the kind of the cool thing is that it goes for another charity, the Women's Resource Center. So we ask that you bring $15 with a donation for the Young Women Resource Center. And you can race with a geared bike if you want, but just let you know, we're going to handicap you. <laughs> One of, Tell me some of these handicaps. Here's what we did last year. If, if you're riding a geared bike, we blow the whistle. Everybody takes off. But those with gears, they had to chug a warm Dr. Pepper oh. and then head right up a, one of the steepest hills on this race. So it's and it's 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 great. I mean. I don't know, maybe a hundred people show up and probably 50 to 75 spectators. It's just, just, That's just fine. a, just a, yeah, it's kind of a little party scene back there, but it, it's, it's, it's a hard race. Um, 15th of April, big one. I think it's a, I believe it's the 30th year for the mayor's annual ride. That sounds right. And they've got to run this year again. Um, Ragbri, Bike World and the Des Moines Register continue to co-sponsor the event and the mayor of Frank County will lead the ride out again. Um, benefits the dream team and a ton of this money goes to helping the Des Moines trails. That's awesome. The, uh, the Sunday, the April 16th is the, as a new one, um, rock road, rock road renegades. It's a new ride this year. Um, it's a gravel ride, not a race, um, held in Cedar Rapids starts at Cooper, well, actually starts at Cooper's place, which is close to Cedar Rapids and Goldfinch cyclery and red ball printing, put it on and okay. they're both avid cyclists. 
um, do a lot of stuff with the cycling scene, especially that red ball printing Tony, Tony out there. <laughs> um, so that, I think that's going to be a, a good showing for that side. Uh, Saturday, the 22nd is by cycle day in Ames. Ames. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> yep. Um, they're, they're basically starting at the Hickory shelter at, at Brookside park at 10 AM. And it's just a really socialized network and learn about the local cycling scene. Uh, it's part of earth week, a okay. sustainable event and sponsored by the green umbrella and living green. Oh, cool. Um, more of a uh, tourism type ride. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah, like a little local meetup, uh, Saturday, the 22nd sag and shandy ride, uh, starts with the sag wagon in Cedar Rapids. You've by chance been to the sag wagon. I have not. One of those little bars in Cedar Rapids that's totally decked out in cycling, all oh, their cool. tables and their pictures, and I mean, total bicycle really? centric. Yeah, it, very, very cool place. Uh, but they're starting from there and riding twenty-five to thirty-five miles um, along the along the uh, Cedar Valley Trail, Nature Trail. Okay, and you get a trip, you get a chance to uh, win a trip of a lifetime at Chippewa Falls because this is the the, the shandy. Um, trip will include a brewery tour of the Line and Google Brewing Company and one night hotel voucher. So that's fun. They were talking ten dollars per donation, and it goes like a, a homeless shelter. And just a couple more here. We've got the first, another first time. It's called the East Side Bike Ride. Okay, that's mullets, right? Around yep. mullets. Yep. They start at Reclaim Rails in Bondurant, ride the Chautauqua down, and then they stop at uh, at mullets downtown. They eat there, and they ride back to Reclaim Rails. Cool. So that's a, that's their their first one for doing that. And one more I wanted to mention, it's Sunday, April 23rd. It's called Bike Lean 2017, and it's L-E-H-N. And it's in support of Dan Lean, who was killed last year. They want a fundraiser for him in in, in memory. So definitely if you're out that side of the States, um, please hit that one. Uh, that's all I got. I think you got one coming yeah, up. Yeah, we're going to do our first ride as as a podcast. So to all of our listeners now, uh, Just Go Bike is going to be hosting a ride. Um, completely unofficial, but uh, we're going to be meeting at Peastree, uh, the new Peastree branch downtown Des Moines. We're going to be meeting there on April 26th. I believe it's a Wednesday um, at 530 after work. So come by, meet up. You can talk to the five of us who are working on this show. Um, and basically, it's completely free. So you just show up. If you show that you subscribe to the podcast, we'll get you a token for a free beer at Peastree. So from there, we're going to ride out. We'll do 10, 12 miles just around downtown, probably around Gray's Lake, maybe hit up a couple other breweries on the way and then meet back up at Peachtree. So come just, on out. I just show you my phone and just show you that I've subscribed on there. And exactly. You can find a, you find the podcast anywhere you get your, your podcast. So uh, iTunes for you iOS users, Google Play, Android, uh, Stitcher, anywhere else you can find it. SoundCloud uh, is kind of where everything stems from. So um, just show us that you've subscribed and get you a free Peachtree beer. I think that'll be fun. And a cool place, too. Yeah. And if you have a ride, if you want something mentioned here, give us a shout. You can reach out. Just go bike on all the social media channels. Um, I know, Scott, you're at Bike Iowa just about everywhere. Yep. Um, yep. So you can you can find all these rides that we've talked about on BikeIowa.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. I'm Andrea Parrott, and this is Parrot Talk. Today, I thought I would talk to you about an online discussion that I was reading the other day about how do you calm the nerves of your significant other while you're out on a long training ride in the middle of nowhere? As a ragbri rider, I have a lot of experience with this because if you've ridden in Western Iowa, you'll know that the cell signal is not always ideal. Now, I'm all about group rides, but you have to admit there's something special about being out there all by yourself or with just one other person. 
It's so quiet and you can notice so many more little things that you would ever notice in a group. For example, one time I was out riding in Hills, Iowa, or near Hills, Iowa, and I saw a den of about three or four little baby foxes. And it was just the cutest thing ever and so special to get to see that. But I would have never noticed if I was riding in a big group. So as far as assuring a significant other about your safety while riding alone, I guess my first piece of advice would be to try to get them to come along with you because then they'll see that you'll be okay and everything's fine and there's really nothing to worry about. But if you can't do that, there's a couple other things I'd recommend. And the first thing would be to wear really bright clothing so that others can see you either if you're in an accident or if they're a driver coming up behind you or it's just a good idea in general to wear bright clothing while cycling. Another thing I'd recommend is to map out your route beforehand. If it's not possible, this isn't a must, but it would help so that they know exactly where you're planning to go and you're less likely to get lost. The other thing I always do if I'm planning on riding alone is telling somebody else exactly where I think I'm going and how long I expect to be out. So if I think I'm going out for an hour ride and that person hasn't heard back from me in two hours, they'll know to start getting worried but they're not expecting you to come back in a half an hour either. Another thing that you could try using is a route tracker like Strava or what I use, Endomondo, which is free, or any of the million other apps that are out there that do similar things. The one catch is that you A, have to have a phone that will run it like a smartphone, and B, you have to be able to have GPS able to upload. So this doesn't always work in the most remote areas, but... Sometimes it will save your information and then upload later. Say if worse comes to worse and you're in an ambulance, it will pop online as soon as you get to a more populated area. So while we're talking about worse coming to worst, you might as well just address it right away with your significant other so that they know you have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, get a plan. So I've heard of this thing called Ice Dot. It's just a little sticker you put on the inside of your helmet. And it's linked to a website that will have all of your information that you'll provide they don't just already have your information but you'll provide your information and somebody that you would want to be contacted in, in an emergency so a hospital could just type in that web address and bam there's your info and you'll know you'll be taken care of another thing that you could consider doing is adding a gopro or a similar camera to your bike then even if the worst does happen other people could see what happened because you may not remember so this could especially be handy when you, say, got hit by a car or fell off of a cliff and hurt yourself. I mean, how likely is this stuff to happen to you? Not very likely. That's why they call it a random accident. But it's nice to be prepared just in case. But all that being said, my ultimate argument as a road biker, now I don't have a lot of experience as a mountain biker or a gravel biker, so I'd love to hear from you all in the comments. But as a road biker, I really haven't been on any rides where the entire ride I haven't seen another soul, even in the most remote, desolated parts of Iowa. Odds are you're going to see somebody ride by or drive by or come on over on their tractor and who could help you out? If you have any other ideas, I'd love to hear them. Just throw them in the comments. Um, and don't leave me out biking alone out here. If you have any questions about cycling or anything else you want to talk about, just send me a message at Parrot Talk on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or you can send us an email at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Have a great day.
We've reached the end of another Just Go Bike podcast. That's a dozen so far, TJ. Wow. Well, you know, those dozen cannot be possible without our great friends, our sponsors, if you will. And that is Primal Wear out of Denver, Colorado. Also, Bikes to You, Bike Shop and, and Bike Charter out of Grinnell, Iowa. And last but not least, the Iowa City Coralville Convention and Visitor Bureau over in Iowa City, Coralville, of course. And they've got some great events coming up like Grand Gable and also the World cup of cyclocross so thank you sponsors you can find our show notes at justgobike.net what do you want to talk about we want to hear from you so find us on twitter facebook and instagram at justgobike well thanks for listening again uh just remember you can't buy happiness but you can buy a bike and that's pretty damn close so have a great day again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer. Brian Powers is the show's producer, and the Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, a part of the USA Today Network.